Hello and welcome to Mused, a podcast for music educators by music educators. I am your host, Dr. Stanley Harris, and I am looking forward to spending time with you today in hopes to encourage you, to inform you, and even motivate you to be the best music educator in your classroom. So let's get started, shall we? In today's podcast, we are going to be discussing the new kid on the block. Have you ever heard of that phrase, the new kid on the block? It's a very common phrase. We use it a lot when describing a new person or new group coming on the scene. So as music educators, I want you just to stop for a second and think and reminisce about your first day ever attending an elementary school. Now, not attending as a teacher, however, attending as a student. Can you remember back that far? Do you remember being anxious, scared, maybe fearful in some ways, stressed? I'm sure there's a host of emotions that were going through you at the time. And if not, uh, I'm sure there were other students who were having their first day who were experiencing those kind of emotions. However, moving on, uh, how about reminiscing about your first day ever attending middle school? Now, that is a whole different world. You're coming out of elementary and you are finally... Uh, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, you're kind of at the top of the totem pole, so to speak. And then you're entering into middle school, a whole new uh, set of teachers, probably for most, and a whole new set of uh, classmates and set of rules. So things are a lot more structured and a lot more is expected of you as a student. And that probably creates some anxiety, especially when you're in those preteen years and you're trying to figure out who are you? Who is this person? So then you move on from middle school and you reminisce about your first day ever attending high school. Now, again, another whole new world. And when you are entering into high school, now it's, uh, again, you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you have to work your way up as you go through your, you know, your freshman, your sophomore, your junior, and your senior years. And again, new teachers, again, a new building probably for most and new classmates. Uh, so there's a lot of different things and anxiety can surround that. For some, it's a wonderful experience. They thrive on it. For a lot of people, it it really challenges them as an introvert and even as an extrovert. Um, but if you could think back that far, you going into elementary school for the first time or in the middle school for the first time or high school, you were the new kid on the block. But see, it doesn't stop just there. And you think about even college after high school, you enter into college man, you are really in a totally different new uh, environment. And uh, especially if you lived on campus, you had a, you weren't, you didn't have the, the comforts of home. You were in a dormitory. Uh, most likely you shared a room with some room, uh, some other people, some roommates. And those were all just different experiences. Again, you were the new kid on the block. Can you imagine how our students feel? As music educators, we need to remember these moments that we experience as we have new students come into our classroom, whether it's the beginning of the year or that one lone student who comes in the middle of the school year. Can you imagine the anxiety or the stress that they may be feeling? 
I mean, we have no idea of their background. However, they could be uh, somebody who transferred from a different school because of behavioral problems. Or maybe they transferred because they're from a military family that just relocated to the area. We have no idea. So it's always good to show some sort of grace and compassion to these kinds of students. Now, that said, I want to just discuss different kinds of things we can do with new kids on the block or new students in the classroom. Now, there's there's the main time that we deal as music teachers. We deal with students uh, who are new in our classroom. And of course, that is the beginning of the school year. And there's all kinds of things that we can do at the beginning of the school year with these new students. Uh, things like name games or activities those are always wonderful things to do. And if you ever get a chance to do name games, I highly recommend it. It is a wonderful tool to use. Most music educators use name games uh, because it's a great way to get to know the students' names uh, for you and for themselves as well. And activities, there's always great because it seems to somewhat kind of um, uh, kind of set the tone for you as far as a teacher. It shows them that you're not somebody who is uh, somewhat of a stick in the mud, but you are comfortable in your own skin and you want the students to be comfortable with you and around you as they interact and as you create relationships with them. Also, some things are uh, fun activities that uh, relate to music in general, uh, musical chairs, things like that. You know, you just want to make sure that you're in there engaged with them as possible. Icebreakers, another great one. You want to do some wonderful icebreaker activities. And there are a host of activities that you can do. Surf the Internet. There's wonderful resources uh, that you probably have from your training in being a music educator at whatever college or university you may have gone to. But uh, these are, are things that we should always keep uh, right next to us. And, and even doing an icebreaker activity in the middle of the school year is a wonderful thing. Uh, just keeps things fresh and new for your students. But here's one that I did when I was a music educator is I went around to the classrooms for the first month. Okay. That's the first four weeks of school. I did class visitations. I found these very useful. I would just go in, sit in the class and I would help out the teacher. Uh, sometimes I would help the teacher out with the students uh, with a certain assignment, whether it was math or reading, and that was something else, uh, I would ask the teacher to invite me in uh, if they wouldn't mind. And so I could sit down and read a story to the students. And reading is important. And it's a wonderful thing uh, to have uh, literacy in our classrooms. But we also teach liter mu music literacy, more specifically, in our music education classrooms, however. Uh, but just being engaged in their classroom, saying hi, creating that connection with your students. I find that to be very, very helpful. So if you haven't thought about class visitation before, I highly recommend it. And I say the first four weeks because you're not going to get to every single class every day or every single class in one week. It takes time. You want to, again, use your time wisely and, and integrate to create these connections, which lead to long lasting and rich relationships with your students. So that's the beginning of the year. Now, what about the student who visits in the middle of the year? That's kind of the focus, again, of this podcast. So what do you do with a student who's coming in, 
and has no idea about your routine. You're halfway through the school year. All the other students know your routine, your protocols. Um, they, what do you do with this student? Well, that's a great question. So I just want to throw a few things out to you to kind of help you if in case you haven't thought about this before. And uh, hopefully these will be things that will uh, help encourage you and inform you and make you a better music educator. Uh, one of the first things I like to do when I have a new student join my class is um, I have that student uh, be assigned to a class buddy. So when they come into my classroom, I'll assign them a class buddy. And of course, uh, usually, you know, three or four weeks into the new school year, I'll know what students are great uh, with being a class buddy. You know, these are students that aren't threatening. They're helpful. They're, they're just wonderful, wonderful uh, kids. And so what I'll do is when I have a new student come in, I'll take one of those kids and I'll assign them to them in that class for, you know, a period of probably three or four weeks or at least until they feel comfortable enough that they can um, join the class without having a buddy. However, a class buddy is wonderful because uh, when that student has to use the restroom, you have a buddy that can show them where that restroom is. If that buddy needs, or if that uh, new student needs to excuse himself for some other reason, that class buddy can go with them and, and just be an encouragement to them and help them out. Second thing is I want to encourage you to be careful not to over-recognize the student in front of his peers. Sometimes students don't like that, that, that kind of attention. And this is especially true for uh, students, uh, we would say, our, our special needs students. We want to be careful that we don't give them too much attention. And, and, and by doing that, we're just saying that you just be aware that, you know, they are there, you acknowledge that, and you move on with the lesson, and you integrate them into the lesson as much as possible. Uh, another thing besides assigning a class buddy, uh, not over-recognizing the student, is to make them feel welcome and safe in your classroom. Now, this one is completely open to interpretation because we all have different personalities, obviously. We all have different approaches to teaching music. And uh, we want these new students, when they come in to our classroom, to feel safe, to feel secure, to feel welcome. So not being overzealous with them probably might be a good idea. Uh, maybe sitting down with them at lunchtime for two or three minutes and say, hey, how you doing? My name is uh, Dr. Harris. And, and let me uh, tell me about you, where you're from. How are things going? Uh, do you need any help? You know, just being welcoming. Let them know that you have an open door policy uh, to help them out. And this is especially great with middle and high school students. They love that kind of connection with their teacher. So uh, a fourth thing I want to discuss is possibly have a basket in your room. And this is great for, for elementary students, but possibly have a basket in your room containing fun activities written on a piece of paper that your students enjoy doing and put them inside there. And maybe, you know, about three quarters of the way through the class, you just have that new student come up and pick out one of those favorite, without looking, obviously, pick out one of those favorite activities and read it to everybody. You know, even though it may, um, you know, adjust your lesson plan or your agenda for the class, you know, you you involve them in a way that was something fun because the students, the whole, all the students are going to celebrate 
this new student picking out a fun activity. And uh, again, you want to use that sparingly as well. You don't want it to become too expectant. You want them to not expect it because it makes it that much more rewarding for them. Um, And the last thing you could do with a student is... um, is kind of indirect, meaning it doesn't necessarily include the student, but what it includes are the teachers. And what I mean by this is let your teachers know that any time that they get word that they are going to be receiving a new student, or if they get a student that morning, to at least throw you an email, just in case um, you know you need to uh, know if they have a 504 plan, or if they have an IEP, or any other needs that may help you uh, in order to be properly informed about the student. You know, you need to be notified. As a music specialist, um, I shared a room uh, several years ago. I shared a, a room with a lady who was an art teacher. And I remember discussing this very topic with her. We, we did not like not being notified when new students came in. Because when a new student comes in and... You know, we don't recognize them because we're on an agenda to go for, uh, you know, it, it made it made things a little bit difficult uh, for us you know, and kind of threw us off off track a little bit. And, and I get it. We're all in the boat together. However, if there is any way that they can let you know ahead of time just tell them to let you know. Okay. I, I think that would be really good. And I think that will help you and it will help everybody. Um, but again, again, not only does this, you know, with the teacher, this starts with the administration, hopefully letting you and other teachers know about a new student coming in. So we just want to be prepared so that we can give the best welcome, the best environment, uh, to bring them into a safe learning environment and really learn Uh, whatever it is, whether it's in the general classroom, art, PE, but especially in the music classroom, we want to be able uh, to share in their uh, coming into a new class. So that being said, we talked about students. We talked about you reminiscing back to when you were in elementary, middle, high school, or even college. But I want to tell you this. If you are a new music teacher, Okay, you just finished, uh, maybe you just finished student teaching and now you're getting ready to enter into your first classroom. Or maybe you're a veteran teacher and you just got done one school, you're getting ready to go to another school. I want you to remember this, okay? Remember that as a brand new teacher to a school, fresh out of college or, you know, again, maybe just relocating, don't forget to be yourself, all right? You're the new kid on the block. But don't forget to be yourself. Think about it. You interviewed. You got the job. There's no need to impress anyone. They hired you because they were impressed already through your interactions during the hiring process. Be yourself. That is important. And that's what we stress to our students. We say, hey, be yourself. We want you to be yourself. You are uniquely made. You have a special uh, air about you and we want you to feel safe here. So, uh, being yourself again, just simply means, you know, to be what God has made you to be in personality and in character. Also accept the fact that you are going to have to ask questions about routine, about new names, responsibilities, even more than that. Um, this is why most schools, 
and school districts assign you a first or a second year mentor. This is, you know, a person that's a, a go-to person to help answer questions and to give you advice. So this is wonderful when you are the new kid on the block. Um, again, something else to remember, don't be afraid to throw yourself under the bus. And by that, I mean to laugh at yourself. This may be small, uh, a seemingly small character trait, but it's actually huge. It breaks the ice with many other people who are somewhat say introverted um, or nervous about meeting and talking with you. There's nothing wrong with laughing. By doing that, you just show yourself to be a friendly person. Listen, when it boils right down to it, it is about relationship. Being the new kid on the block is not easy. However, if we show ourselves friendly, we will receive friendliness back. When we show and give encouragement, we will be given back or we will receive encouragement. This is important when we get into the classroom. Don't forget these simple things. Remember, being the new kid on the block is not easy. However, as music educators, we can face this head on, have our students come in and be the absolute best that they can be. And who knows, maybe because of this, they themselves will end up being a music educator later on in life. Something to think about. Hey, thank you for listening to this week's Muse podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or even recommendations for this show on a topic of music education, please email me at homemused at gmail.com. That's H-O-M-E. M-U-S-E-D at gmail.com. Or you can visit me at my website, www.musedpodcast.com. Here you will have access to podcast archives, news and music education, and more. While there, check out my courses for both pre-service and active music teachers. Or you can visit udemy.com and search for Dr. Stanley Harris and discover my courses that may help you in your classroom.